You are listening to episode 30 of the On The Wrong Lead podcast. Follow us on Twitter at at wrong underscore lead, youtube.com slash on the wrong lead, and visit our website at on the wrong lead.com. Help support On The Wrong Lead by signing up for AM Wager and earn 10% back up to $500 on all exotic and win bets made in your first 30 days. Use our link in the podcast notes. You can also support us by buying a t-shirt or other merch at on the wrong lead.com. Hey guys, it's Josh here from On the Wrong Lead. Uh, so we did a quick podcast here covering uh, the pick six on uh, New Year's Eve at Aqueduct and uh, talked to Jerome a little bit. Um, we had to like record this like four times because of a couple of uh, technical issues, uh, issues with the software used to record. Uh, Chase was having some microphone problems, um, but uh, we got it up. Um, so uh, hence the quick intro, but... Uh, Hope you guys enjoy. Thanks. All right. We have three bots now recording us for our fourth try here, Chase. All right. Apple bad. Bad. Apple bad. Return policy bad. Josh no happy. Actually, on... to, be, to be fair, Apple's return policy is actually pretty good. It was just a headache. I don't know what the heck is going on. COVID's crazy. Um, I at least did not yell at the very nice person who was on chat with me. Um, pat myself on the back. Um, all right. Pick six. Mandatory payout. Aqueduct. New Year's Eve. Seven and eight. Race one. You like yeah. the seven better. I like the eight better. We've talked about this race like six times. Yep. So r- real quick, I'm a big fan of the of the new shooter for for uh, Brad Cox. Uh, you like the eight dancing buck had a good run last time, and uh, on the outside, I, I I like the one Riders Regret with Louis Cardenas getting the weight break. All right. So race four, we talked about a little bit. Um, I I like the kind of the chalky plays here, the five and the nine. Um, I believe you were more on the five and the six. I have the six as a B, but you you had the six as an A play for yourself. Yeah, I did. Um, I you know have gripes with both the horses. Uh, you know the six coming out of uh, Lady by Choice coming out of the Michael Maker barn. Uh, second out, so maybe uh, whatever stink of being claimed out, you know, uh, has, has maybe you know fallen off. Also, a drop in class, uh, which should kind of put it back in its wheelhouse. And yeah, the five Daria's angel, um, uh, you know, showed showed something last time, even though it was with the note of barn that the, the horse can actually rate a little bit, uh, which is going to be handy because you're going to have a lot of early speed coming from the uh, the two, which was uh, rude awakening and the eight uh, Suz. Uh eight feels like the cheap speed If any of the speed is going to hang on. It's probably going to be the two uh, rude awakening. All right, moving on to race five. Um... <sighs> So I was talking with Brian uh, a little bit. Uh, shout out to uh, Mr. Middle Move. Um, and I really like a horse in this race. And he, of course, brought me back down to earth and told me not to get too excited because his horse is going to get bet down like crazy. Um, but I really like the six in this race. Uh, Ghost Stalker, uh, Nick Juarez and George Weaver. Um, I think this horse is going to be uh, going to be in a real nice place pace wise. Um, and uh yeah i i just i just like this horse in this spot um you know coming off that maiden win uh you know uh, 
Brian knocked me down uh, back down to earth and is like, yeah, 15 to one. Good luck. It's a George Weaver horse. Um, this horse is going to get bet down. Um, but I, I really like this horse here. Um, I, I spread a little bit here. I, I kind of have three A's uh, with the six. Uh, another horse I really like is the five horse. Um, you know, another Brad Cox horse here. Uh, ran pretty good in defeat last time out as a favorite. Um, and I think is going to be uh, is going to be pretty short here as well. It looks like he's uh, two and a half to one on the morning line. Um, and I like the two horse here as well, Fire Sword uh, for Wesley Ward. Um, you know, coming off a, a Keeneland Maiden win uh, in, in Maiden claiming, um, and uh, you know, kind of looking at this race. I, I mean, I think he's going to be the speed of the speed here. Um, you know, uh, looking at Brisnet, he's got that that 100 E2 fig, which is usually pretty good, and it's you know faster than anybody else here by a couple of points. Um, so I think you're going to have the speed of the speed here in uh, in the two horse. Um, but I think the uh, I think both the five and the six are going to sit just off that speed, and uh, I think the five and the six are probably your most likely winners. Um, uh, probably got to give the nod to the five here. What do you think, Chase? Yeah, uh, I I took the five as my as my top choice for for one. I mean, uh, you you have uh, the the white Cox uh, number, you know, Brad Cox training uh, the five Sam and Cy. Um, I actually liked your six uh, quite a bit with uh, Ghost Stalker. I feel like Ghost Stalker is going to be running a kind of a Fordly Place trip. You know, going to have the first run at. Um, at Fire Sword, your speed of speed, who I feel like's got some got a little bit of competition out there. Uh, but what I feel really like about the the five salmon sigh is that um, for one, uh, the the horse is now second time facing winners. Uh, went to Allowance Company right off of a you know a state bred forty uh, k maiden claiming score. Uh, you know, going back to the claiming ranks, but it's an optional claimer, not in for the tag. Also, we're adding blinkers for the first time, which, you know, it's a 24% angle for, for uh, Brad Cox, but also uh, what it tells me is that the horse might be a little bit more forwardly placed like it was in uh, its maiden breaking win at Belmont in the slop uh, on October 2nd. Uh, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of both those horses that you mentioned. Uh, I, I think Ghost Stalker will get a, a good trip. If I'm going to give it a knock, it's going to be that it's first time facing winners. Um, the other horse that I was uh, big on was the Seven, which is another horse that's going to be, you know, coming from off the pace. But this one's more of like a, a deep closer. I think the reason it gets that deep closer, it, you know, S status uh, is because it had trouble first out uh, off the. Um, uh, sorry, I just saw Craig pop up um, off of the, uh, you know, off of a uh, trouble trip and it's uh, and it's main win where it, you know, one from, you know, was 10 links back at the second call. Uh, but, you know, I, I think that it might get the setup here and can maybe get it in at a price. Um, so if I if I'm playing this race, I probably feel pretty comfortable going five six. I might pepper in the seven. Yeah, and you got you got to watch out for Ben Hernandez too. Like it, it's really funny. Like he's he'll be he's like a five or six percent jock, but the you know the the couple times that he burns you every meet, uh, he's burning you at uh, twenty thirty thirty five to one. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, I. I respect that seven. Uh, I'm looking at um, 
looking at optics, he's a really, really huge square uh, way back in uh, in Q4. Um, I just think I just think five and six are going to I just don't think that this is going to melt down. I don't think there's enough speed here. Um, and, and I think that uh, that five and six are going to get first run on this two. Um, this nine. Uh, I, I don't know if we really talked about too much, but uh, this nine could also be a little sneaky. Um, uh, is going to be uh, also is going to be short price here. Uh, it, it looks like three to one on the morning line. Um, but um, you know, Rob Atris has been having a, a, a pretty nice meet here. Um, you know, does well first after the claim. You got Kendrick aboard uh, on a speed horse, so this nine you know might pressure the two a little bit more than. Um, my pressure is this, this uh, two a little bit, but um, I still think I like the five or six better. Um, I think nine is going to be the, the short price that I leave off my ticket. Yeah, the, the my knock on the nine is that it, for that horse to win, he's going to have to improve quite a bit off of it, off of his main win. Because um, you know, looking at just the Briz speed figures, he's well behind the the five and the six. Um, you know, also, I mean, first time, first time facing winners. So not only is he going to have to to pop again, but he's going to have to pop again against horses that are that have you know faced winning company before. All right, let's keep it rolling. Let's go to uh, to race six here. Um, we're going to be going uh, eight furlongs here on the dirt. Twenty uh, k claiming here for three year olds and up. Um, it looks like uh, your your morning line favorite here is going to be the ten horse uh, heavy roller. Um, I'm going to look, I, I'm going to use heavy roller, uh, probably more as a B I'm going to look elsewhere. Um, but, uh, what do you think here, Chase? I am. All right. So there's a horse here that I really feel like is going to be a little bit under the radar. Um, let me just go ahead and say that the seven, the Rudy, uh, Rudy Rodriguez horse, it's all relevant. That's going to be my, my top selection as a horse that's going to be able to run, you know, kind of rate and run from, you know, off of the early speed. But look out for number six, Ruby Blue. There's some interesting stuff going on here with Ruby Blue. For one, it's dropping out of uh, optional claiming uh, company for was running for a 35k uh, tag, uh, and then also the early speed figures look pretty impressive, along with the 441 Wet Tomlinson, and then a really impressive you know record uh, running in the uh, on, on an off going. Um, on top of that, you get, I mean, the one guy that I, I really want out of the current Naira colony with, with you know, early speed, and that's Kendrick Carmouche. Um, I can't think of any other times that Kendrick Carmouche has t- uh, teamed up with uh, with Joseph Taylor. Uh, the works have been great. You're going to get a huge price coming from Parks. This could be like the, the horse that really kind of, you know, blows up this pick six if, you know, it... it the, it's all relevant seemed like the other speed there. And my, my thought is that if Ruby blue gets out and pushes it, it's all relevant could maybe try to sit back and rate. And then maybe Ruby blue gets a little bit brave and tries to steal this from the front end. If not, I mean, I'm covered with it's all relevant who should have, you know, first run with, you know, not a whole lot of, of people kind of crowding his, his spot in the, uh, in the pace scenario. Uh, the other horse I was considering was uh, the three, which is creative plan creative plan uh this is a uh this is a carl broberg horse and uh m&m racing which 
you know, if you're a New York person, I mean, I'm sure you're aware of Carl Broberg, but you might not be as aware of M&M Racing. It's his, his you know, top connection for, for the Oakland meet. Um, it's another horse that kind of fits in the, uh, in the, uh, the same category as that, uh, as that seven. Uh, but I, you know, you also get the weight break from Louis Cardenas. And if you look back in his past performances, you know, Broberg's a 22% trainer turf to dirt. But if you look at what this horse does specifically moving from turf to dirt, you know, you have a, a fairgrounds race with the layoff going to, uh, to Lone Star, uh, where he, you know, pops a good figure on, on a muddy track. And then, uh, you have a, a race at, a at a Canterbury where, uh, he comes back on dirt next out and puts up another huge figure and wins. So, uh, I might be persuaded to go three deep here. Use my uh, use creative plan, but also use my my bomb play with uh, Ruby Blue, and then who's your most likely winner with it's all relevant. So you're kind of a son of a bitch because uh, I have two A's in this race, and uh, they are the six and the seven, uh, Ruby Blue, and it's all relevant. Um, so yeah, I, I I pretty much agree with you pace wise that I think the uh, I think the six actually fits very nicely here pace wise um and the the, the seven as well i think that these are going to be two forwardly placed horses uh the seven i think being the uh i guess i guess the, the class year of the two horses has is, is the best better races more more recently uh than the six uh the six is is very consistent though with those high 80 figures uh on um uh on brisnet um so those are gonna be my i'm gonna key most of my play around that the six and the seven in this race i like the 10 i i don't know if i love the 10 uh heavy roller here um uh once again a real consistent horse um you know the horse's best figures have seemed to have come at aqueduct so uh we'll see if uh kind of rounds back into form here um at, at aqueduct uh but um i i think you you need to use the 10 here um even though it is the, the, the short price favorite uh, uh, or the, the, the favorite, not really short price. I think it's three to one on the morning line. Um, the other horse that I, I'm kind of interested in, I have a question mark next to it. I probably is more like a B type, but we'll, we'll, we'll see um, is the five horse here, direct order. Uh, you know, notice barn has been pretty cold uh, at uh, aqueduct. It looks like he's only got hitting at 8% here. Um, and he gets George Vargas, who's also been cold. You know, Var- uh, Vargas has been 11% through the year, and he's at 4% here. So, um, but just kind of looking back through this uh, this horse's figs, uh, they, if they're right there, um, that last race at Aqueduct probably uh, is, comp- is is very competitive in this race. Um, I, I wouldn't say it wins because uh, you know Durkin's call and Heavy Roller were both in that race and finished ahead of the, the horse, but. Um, yeah, I, I would watch out here for direct order. See, if maybe he moves ahead uh, or moves up uh, second after the um, second after the claim uh, and second start here with uh, with Noda. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really like the six and the seven here. I think the seven's probably the most likely winner, but I think you're going to get a price on the six. Um, you know, you 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 might not get double digits, but I think you know something like six, seven, eight to one. I think is going to be very fair on the six. Carmouche um, is always going to take money at, at Aqueduct. I, I, I'm just not sure if he's going to take all that money. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, you might get a little cut in the price, but I think you probably still get a price with that six ruby blue. Especially, I mean, looking at where the horse is shipping from, the horse is coming from Parks. What are you trying to say about Parks? I'm saying that when horses ship in from Finger Lakes, Parks, Laurel, you know, other mid-Atlantic locations, that they, they don't really get a lot of respect on the tote board, and uh, they... Uh, outrun their odds, you know, quite a bit. I mean, if they're, they're shipping the horse to Aqueduct from Parks, I think it's live. I, I have no, I mean, well, I have plenty of knocks, <laughs> knocks on Parks, but I, I don't have any knock on uh, on trying to find value with a, a horse shipping from, uh, from a mid-Atlantic track or from the Finger Lakes. All right, let's take a look here at, uh, at race seven. Six furlong sprints, three-year-olds and up for fillies and mares. Uh, we got a nice allowance race here. Um, your favorite's going to be uh, Let Me Take This Call on the morning line. Um, once again, I, I think I mentioned it on one of the times that uh, we talked about the intro for this and uh, not this time. Uh, I, I'm capping for a uh, relatively dry um, dry race course, but I think in this race, um, it, it doesn't really matter. I think let me take this call is uh, is uh, is probably going to be a single for me here. Um, I, I am a little concerned of uh, that. Maybe we might see a little bit of regression off that last race. Um, you know, but even if we lose a lose a fair bit there off that last race, I think that this horse is uh, very very competitive in this race. Um, and uh, you know, kind of towers over this field like the the. The the three horse uh, Lucky Dime uh, had a really nice race at, at Gulfstream last time out, um, but going against winners and going straight into Allowance Company, um, you know, I'm a little I'm a little concerned about uh, seeing if this horse is gonna you know kind of match that fig from last time out. Um, and uh, the two horses, another horse that I think makes a bit of sense here, um, but you know, you got you got Kendrick jumping off and hopping onto a different horse, um, you know, the three. So, you know, maybe he, maybe he knows something, maybe he doesn't. I don't, I don't really know. Um, I did have the one jump for joy marked with a question mark uh, as possibly a B type here. Um, this horse is in some very, very nice form right now, you know, with, uh, you know, is going back to Saratoga win, you know, third by a neck, third by a one and a quarter, you know, second by a length, another win, second by half a length. Um, so this horse and, and consistent on the speed figure. So I think this horse is, is you know, going to give you a nice, honest race here. Um, uh, Lascano has been hitting at 22% at, um, at Aqueduct. Um, so I think this one is probably my second choice here. Um, but I, I, I think I'm going to key most of my play around the four. Let me take this call. What do you think, Chase? I hate to break it to you. I really do, but your one is a rabbit for my 1A class ceiling. That's my overall top pick in this race. Uh, I feel like there, there's going to be quite a bit of pace uh, in this one, and uh, I, I think that more than likely from the rail um, that you're going to see uh, Jump for Joy as just an absolute dead send to set up that the closer, uh, the 1A uh, glass ceiling. Um, which I got, know, sec- I just realized something. I'm looking at this. Uh, one of these horses is going to scratch. 
Which one? I don't know which one. I don't know which one. But look at uh, they named the same jock on both of them, and I'm pretty sure normally when they name the same jock on both of them, one of them scratches. Um, Lascano. Uh, yeah. I mean, you, also you could get you could get a, a late jock change. Uh, I have a feeling if they scratch anyone, I mean, tactically you would think that they scratch jump for joy because that one is more of the you know pace competition to a horse like let me make this call. Um, yeah, I was I was glass ceiling, and then I was also a big fan of the six, uh, the Chad Brown, the Chip Braun horse, uh, Palomita. Um, you know, coming back to uh, to Aqueduct, where where it ran fairly well, kind of threw a clunker at Churchill Downs last time, but you know, I I feel like the speed figures are there. If it's wet, you got the wet Tomlinsons, and also went over a muddy racetrack. Uh, you know, with Manny Franco and also a bullet workout coming off of the 23rd of December, uh, that that put the 1A and then also the 6 Palomita uh, ahead of let let me make this call. Um, you know, this this might be where I make my contrarian stand in the pick six and say, if you know, if let me make this call beats me, then they beat me um, and then try to, you know, get a uh, get a price with uh, the 1A or the 6. You know, if if the one scratches, then maybe I yeah I go more towards Palomita, maybe a, a bump. Let me make this call up into into my number one slot. But you know, right now, if it may, if I can get both of these, you know, coupled entry horses entered, uh, and you know they make a jock change, unless Kana doesn't somehow magically ride two horses at the same time, then I'm really interested in in glass ceiling, which. If I'm interested in glass ceiling, it means I'm by you know de facto you know by default uh, interested in jump for joy also. All right, let's move on to the last race here, race eight. Uh, I believe uh, on one one of the ones we recorded, you said good luck on this race, um, and I kind of agree with you. I think I wrote on six horses. Um, let me double check my notes. Uh, yes, I believe this is six horses. Uh, I have the one, three, four, eight, eleven, and fourteen written down. Um, and at some point, I just kind of gave up because I I have no idea. Like, if you include the fifteen and the sixteen that are also eligibles, I mean, this just gets this just gets nuts. Um, I I guess if I had to pick a horse in this race, I'd pick the fourteen. Uh, I, just i mean we, we got some speed uh, uh with kendrick aboard i think the 14 and the four uh make a bit of sense the problem is is that like once you start looking at some of these horses um you see these 0 for 16 maidens and you know i'd much rather take a chance on this um you know four fourth time out maiden um that you know uh running for uh with, with kendrick aboard that that looks like he's shown some speed um versus like a horse that, that looks at least similar on the optics plot the four horse that's 0 for 16 um with you know low percentage jock and a low percentage uh trainer aboard or a trainer uh the, the trainer is not riding the horse for the uh the race um but i think the 14 and uh and maybe the i don't know I, I I can't like the 14 is my top pick. And then you got like, I got like five other horses that I could make an argument for. Um, what, what did you think chase with races like these? I, with this many entries, you know, 16 entries, you know, at least two are scratching with the, 
with the also eligibles. So it could be those two scratch. It could be that those two draw in. Um, you could get more scratches, you know, in the rest of this field. I try not to make just really hard opinions on races like these until I actually see scratches the next morning. I'll just say that, you know, I, I always write down four horses as a starting point. Um, you know, and if I, if I have to go deeper in, in a sequence, then, then I'll start adding them in, but you know, doing my tip sheets always stop at four. So I, I had an, in this order, 13, three, two, nine, which I think we only match up on like one of those horses. So that kind of gives you an idea of just like how wide open this race is. Um, I liked Sweet Sneak. Uh, I thought that was a horse that that maybe uh, that maybe could could get up and go. Um, you know, maybe be the early speed. But there's also you know horses that show a little bit. You know, I need to get in and look at the fractions because it, it might be that that's more of just kind of like fake early speed. Uh, Plink Freud uh, the thirteen adds the blinks has been running from off the pace, so I kind of wonder what Dylan and the blinks do with this horse if they if they decide to go ahead and send or, or what the deal might be but yeah hard hard you know had the 13 the three the two the nine and i can't guarantee that whenever uh whenever it comes down to to race time tomorrow that i might you know that i won't be on four completely different horses yeah i uh you know, I, I, I just think that it, as a general rule in these races, I'll, I'll take my chances with a, a lightly raced horse. Um, that's kind of why I, I kind of gravitated towards the 14. Um, there was another horse in here that I was interested in. Where is it? Um, oh, man, where'd it go? Oh, the three horse, uh, this George Weaver horse, uh, Sweet Sneak. Um you know, it is run six times. Uh, I think this horse makes a lot of sense here. Um, it might just be finally, you know, falling into the class that it belongs in. Um, so this is, uh, yeah, this is probably going to be my other, uh, my other choice. Um, looking at the, I, I haven't really looked at uh, the wet figs, and I forget. I, I think I mentioned at some point off the turf. They, they're they're not on the turf at Aqueduct anymore, so I don't know what I was thinking. Um, but it looks like a sweet sneak probably has got the best uh turf pedigree uh out of the horses so if it does come up wet um i'm guessing that sweet sneaks probably the morning line favorite yeah three to five um or uh, three and a half to one sorry seven to two um so i think uh you know the three is gonna make a lot of sense um I, i'm also gonna use the 14 um and uh probably a bunch of other horses uh if i'm live yeah i mean with this last race, good fucking luck. It might be a good idea to buy this last leg of the of the the pick six, unless just a massive amount of scratches come down or something something comes to to kind of clear the air a little bit. Um, you know, it's a it's a tough one. It's it's a last race. I feel like is is worthy of a mandatory pick six payout. Where you know, even if you get the get to the last leg, you're not home free. Yeah. So. Uh... Why don't we move on real quick to uh, Friday's card? Uh, we got the Drome. Uh, we just wanted to talk kind of quickly about it. It is a uh, it is a Derby points race. Um, I don't think there's many points. I think it's about ten points to the winner. Um, and we only got five horses here, but it looks like a pretty competitive field. It looks like uh, it's pretty evenly matched here. Um, <clears throat> upon first look, my eyes kind of drifted towards the two swill uh, for Brad Cox. 
um, has been running an open company, uh, ran that, uh, the, was it the Kentucky Jockey Club? Um, I forget what race that is, a KYJC, I think it's Kentucky Jockey Club. Um, and, um, you know, ran, ran a respectable fourth there. Um, but I just think the point that the fact that this horse has been running an open company, as opposed to some of these other horses, which are coming out of state bred races, um, uh, I think just bodes better for this horse. Um, and, uh, you know, Brad Cox is, is Brad Cox. Uh, so I, I really have a good feeling about this horse swill, the two horse here. Um, where, where did you look at chase? Yeah, I, I think that Swill or Eagle Orb are going to be your your most like most likely winners, and in this short of the field, they're just going to be bet down to oblivion. So, if I'm making a play, I'm more than likely going to, I don't know, either go Swill over Eagle Orb, Ice Cold, or I might uh, take Swill over over another option. Uh, if I'm looking to bet this this race to win, I I might take a shot with Capo Kane. Because uh, once again, you've got weather um, in the forecast that might be showing up right around the time that this race runs. Um, that I feel like, you know, if they get some weather, uh, they they get a sealed track, and then you have you know Capo Kane breaking from the rail. It's going to want to show early, early speed like it did um, another park source, so you're going to get a great price. Um, but also, I mean there's a lot to like there. I mean, you've got a really strong workout December 12th, you know, running a nice uh, five for long uh, work within in a minute flat. Um, you know, that's after a uh, one back on October 21st, uh, right before uh, it's uh, it's first career race. So, you know, you got a little bit of a training pattern there and then hold the salsa just kind of has the, the pace set up. Um, you know, it, it's got the same knock that, that we mentioned earlier, which was, um, you know, it's coming out of out of New York bred racing. But I mean, who knows? The horse has a lot of experience compared to uh, to some of these other ones. Um, has technically won stakes races. Has won uh, has won the uh, um, the New York Stallion Series. Uh, uh, you know, New York bred race uh, over what you got? It's Gravy uh, and Market Alert, which are you know, decent horses. Um, but yeah. Uh, if I'm going to take a shot, I'm going to take a shot with those two. Maybe even, uh, you know, if I, I decide that Swill is the real deal, then I will go ahead and just key, uh, you know, key Swill on top of a horse like Capo Cane or Hold the Salsa. Hold the Salsa has, you know, passing tired horses um, written all over it because you got to think that, that Swill uh, is the kind of speed that will probably you know, if it wants to run that race, we'll get out on the lead and just kind of just run these, this field into the ground, especially going one turn. So I'm going to go ahead and say, you know, Swill is your most likely winner, maybe Eagle or, but uh, if I'm fishing for a prize, Capo Cane or Hold the Salsa. All right, Chase. It took us a, a bit there. Uh, it took us way longer than normal just because of the fact that we had to start over like four times, but uh Hopefully for all you guys listening out there, you, you get something out of it. Uh, as usual, we'll be in Discord. Um, you know, you can get Chase at of Oaklawn. Uh, I'm at Cherry Drank. Um, and uh, Chase, they can also catch you at what? Justpickwinners.net. Uh, we're on the Discord. 
um and uh yeah we will uh we're, we're gonna try and uh ramp up the uh the written content out there uh haven't looked at this weekend's card yet but uh might see if um if caleb or, or mark are gonna get something up um i know mark is currently working on a, uh, a tournament series talk a little bit about uh about playing some tournaments so um look forward to that um but uh yeah pretty soon oak lawn's gonna start up again and uh uh, with it, we'll probably start some more live streams. So, um, for everyone, have a have a great uh, happy new year, and uh, we'll catch you guys later.